Friday. Uh, I just wanted to bring y'all a message today, and I tell you what, every single one of us are going through this. You may not even realize it, but we've all got a battle going on within us. That's what I've named my sermon, the battle that is within us. I'm gonna, okay, let me start out with you. You ever find yourself wishing or doing something, you know, that you wish you hadn't done? That you've done something that you, oh man, why did I, I know better than that. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I think we've all been there. We go through it probably, probably a lot of us go through it daily. But we go through a battle there. And uh, even Paul went through this battle. You know, now Paul was a great Christian man. He loved the Lord. But he was going through a battle. He was going through a time, and, and he even wrote about it. And he said, let me tell you, here in Romans, chapter 7, verse 15. Now, this is kind of hard, but I'm going to come back here in just a second and kind of put it a different way. But he says, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that do I. Okay, what Paul is saying. I really don't understand myself. For what I want to do is right. I want to do the right thing, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Paul said, I don't do the things I know I should do. And I do those things I know I shouldn't do. Are we all like that? We do things we know, hey, I shouldn't do that. We know better, but yet we still do it. And then we regret it. How many of us do things, and then they're saying, you know, oh, Lord, forgive me. I don't know why I did that. I knew better than that. But you got an enemy. So I'm going to ask you something. Why do we as Christians still sin? Why do we as Christians still sin? Even though we don't want to. Do you tell me, be honest, do you really want to sin? You don't. You don't want to go against what God is telling you to do, but yet still we do things. And uh, that's kind of like what Paul says. I don't do the things I know I should do, but I do those things I don't want to do, and I know better. But he said, I still do it. Even though we sin, you know, and we, even though we don't want to sin, it's because we have two natures on the inside of you. Do you realize that? You've got two natures that's living on the inside of you. Whenever we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we received a new nature, and that was the Holy Spirit. But even though we have that new nature, we receive that new nature, we still have that old nature. That old nature never left. It's still there. And that's called the flesh. You know, the flesh wants to do a lot of things. The flesh is really doing what the world wants you to do. And we do that. So it's such a pull. It's, it's, it's such a struggle sometimes that we just give in to it. And we do it knowing we shouldn't do it. And when we receive Jesus as our Savior, like I said, we was given the Holy Spirit. So that Holy Spirit is living in you. And that's our new nature. And uh, the flesh 
or the old sin nature is still there too. It's still there. And uh, these two natures living inside of us many times are nearly constantly they're in conflict. They're at war with each other. The flesh is pulling us, telling us, do this. Come on, you do this. But our, our Holy Spirit, that nature, he said, no, you know that's not right. You don't need to do that. You know that wouldn't please Jesus. You do. And it's like a, it's just like a pull. It's like a pull. And uh, these two natures, like I said, they're in conflict constantly. Let me ask you a kid. Let me ask you a question. This is kind of what I'm talking about. When I was a kid growing up, and we was in school, we used to play a game. You ever played the game tug of war? You had two opponents. We got those two opponents living on the inside of us right now. You'd get a rope. You'd put a line across there. One opponent would get on one side and get that rope. The other opponents would get on the other side of that line and get that rope, and they were going to see who could pull who across the line. Who could pull them to their way of thinking? Who could pull them over to their side? Well, that's what we're going through now. We're in a tug of war, a tug of war with the flesh, a tug of, lore, a tug of war of doing what's right by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit saying, don't do it. The flesh is saying, oh, come on, it'll be all right. Don't worry about it. But that is what we're going through right now. You know, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, listen to what this says, and this is so true. It's just kind of what I just said. For the, for the flesh... The sin nature, lust against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. They're in a constant war. And these are contrary, these two are against one another. So that you do not do the things that you want to do. It's just, we got a battle going on on the inside of us. You know, in that tug of war, you choose sides. And each captain would always try to get the biggest and strongest man on his side. He'd always try to get that one big guy. And he was at the end of the rope. He was the one that held us steady. He was the one that had to hold that rope to keep us from being pulled across the line. Well, we as Christians, we have that big man on the end of the rope. And that's the Holy Spirit. Satan has his crew, his little demons in the flesh and the world on the other side. But we've got God. There is nothing more powerful than God. Nothing. But we have to stand up and agree to doing what's right and not what's wrong. We can give in to doing what's wrong and God just why are you doing that? I've got your rope. I've got you. You don't have to do it. Put up a fight. Too many times we're not putting up a fight. We're letting the flesh win. We're letting the flesh pull us around, drag us around. And, uh, you know, it says lust. 
we probably all know what lust means. Well, uh, just for the purpose of this, I looked it up. What does lust mean? The word lust means to have an intense desire for something. Want something so bad, you just lust for it. You want it so bad, you'll do anything you can to get it. That's lust. Throughout Scripture, we see the flesh is lusting or intensely desires for us to do things that are sinful. That's what he wants us to do. And uh, Paul tells us that some of these sinful desires, I, I made a list of some of the sinful desires that our flesh is pulling us toward, that the flesh wants us to do. And so, believe me, these are totally against God. It's the flesh. And it's totally against what God wants. But yet, we'll give in. It comes... Because our flesh is intensely lusting to do this. And our flesh is putting up such a fight to do this thing. We're giving in. The fight is strong. But we're not fighting like we should. And uh, I want to tell you right now what some of the works are. What the things that the flesh is trying to tempt you into doing, talk you into doing, tricking you into doing. And here in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, these are called, this is what is called the works of the flesh. You'll find it in your Bible over in Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. They're going on right now. They're here. They've manifested. Which are these things. See if you recognize any of them. Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanliness. Lasciviousness. That's me. Lasciviousness, you know, that's kind of a hard... But it means having no shame about what you do, where you do it, or who sees you do it. You don't care. You're doing what you want to do. And uh, idolatry. We all know what idolatry is. Uh, witchcraft. God is totally against witchcraft. Uh, hatred. What is hatred? That's an enemy for us as Christians to hate. We're to forgive. We're not to hate. We're to forgive. Variance. Now what does he mean variance? You'll find a lot of places You'll find them struggling and fighting and quarreling and arguing for superiority. God is totally against that. Emulations. Resent, that is resentfulness. Resenting. Maybe some people, maybe the Word of God can be spoken. Well, I don't believe that. I'm, I resent that. You're resenting the Word of God? Because it's, it's stirring up your demon. And you're resenting the Word of God. Wrath. We all know what wrath is. That's anger, hate. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. See, these are things of the flesh. These are things that we're coming against us right now that, that the enemy is trying to get us to do. And uh, 
envying. Don't ever envy anybody. If somebody's, if God has blessed somebody with something, praise them. Boy, God sure has blessed you. Well, I deserve that more than they did. You ever hear that? God should have done that for me. I've worked harder for God than they have. Don't, don't let the, the enemy get that into you. Be joyful for that person if God's blessing them. God knows that person. He's blessed them to a point that maybe that's what he called them to do. He's got a calling for you. Just listen to what he's calling you to do. And then do it. And uh, drunkenness. He doesn't like drunkenness. Ravelings. You know, it says, uh, and then it goes down here, it says, of the which I tell you now. All these things I'm telling you now. He says, as I have also told you in time past, they which do these such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. God says these are sins against him. We're sinning against God. And God says, I cannot look upon sin. There will be no sin allowed in heaven. There will be absolutely no sin in heaven. That's why we ask Jesus to forgive our sins while we're here. Because you're not going to take it into heaven. It's not going to be allowed. We have to give it up now. Do away with it. Walk away from it. Walk away with the Spirit in us. Following that Spirit. But just as the flesh desires us to do what is wrong, the Holy Spirit's also got a desire for us. This is called the fruit of the Spirit. The good things that God wants us to do. And uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Look, at, it'll be, I'm going to look at, read, read uh, Galatians 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 22, 22 through 23. But this is from the, from the Spirit. This is what God has given us, his, his child. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. You have love. You have love for God. You have love for your family, love for your friends. Do you just have love altogether flowing from you? God does. Joy. Are you joyful? Are you, or are you mournful and sorrowful? Never, never smile, never laugh. But you need that joy of the Lord on the inside of you. Peace. Don't let Satan get to you. Don't let him rob you of your peace. For Satan came only but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He came to rob us of our joy, our peace, our love. He came to steal and to rob all of that from you. And then Jesus said, whoa, ho, 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 wait a minute. But I have come that you may have all this in an abundance. You can have it all in abundance by believing and serving the Lord Jesus Christ and doing what he tells us to do. And here it is after peace, it says, long-suffering. I mean, you're going to put up with a lot for a long time. You're not going to blow up, fly off the handle, but you're going to give the person a chance. Why hasn't Jesus come back before now? Simply, He's long-suffering. 
He's long-suffering. He's given us that opportunity to change. He's given us that opportunity right now to say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins that I may have eternal life. That's what he's waiting for. So many people out there are on the verge of doing that, but they haven't done it. And he's given them that opportunity. But that opportunity is just about over. I hope these people, like I said, I hope they realize time is getting close. Many of them used to be in church. Many of them knows what the Word of God says. They need to get that Word back into them. They need to return back to God's house and hear His Word, hear His voice. If they're, if they're out there astray, they need to come back to Jesus. His arms are wide open for them. He's begged them, come to me, come to me, come to me now. We've just got so long, people, so long. And it's going to be gone. It's over. So many people out there are going to, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. They may not have tomorrow. They may not have tomorrow. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Do it now while you can. Do it now. Don't wait. Long-suffering then kindness. God wants us to have a kind heart understanding heart, a heart of forgiveness, to have that soft, pliable heart that God can work with. God cannot work with a hard, stony, rock-hard heart. He wants to manipulate it. He wants to form it. He wants to shape it into what it needs to be. Goodness. I think every one of y'all out there are a good person. You're a good person. I think a lot of people that know you know you're a good person. But you can be a good person and not know God. Faithfulness. That right there is where you have the advantage over a lot of people. You're faithful. You're here tonight. Where are they at? You're here. You come to hear the Word. You come to sit and you come to to sing his songs. You, you come to praise him. You come to hear his word. See, God will honor you for that. You put him over everything else that you could be doing tonight. You made him first. You made him a priority in your life. And God respects that, and he'll honor it, and he'll bless it. Gentleness. Be gentle. Be kind. A lot of people out there are going through some things right now that they could receive some kindness, some gentle words. You might be the one to bring them back to Jesus Christ. Nobody's saying anything to them. Nobody's feeling for them. Have you ever just really seen somebody down? Now listen, have you, ever, have you had the nerve or the courage to go to them and say, you look like you're going through something. Could I pray with you? Have you done it? See, that's what God wants us to do. Let them see God in you. That's what they're looking for. You might be that one person that changes a person's life, that, that reaches down. You take them out of hell and put them in heaven because of your kindness, your goodness, your love, your mercy. They hadn't had that. 
And that's what God wants us to share with people. Self-control. Do you have self-control? Can you control your anger? Can you control just the different things going on on the inside of you? Can you let people see the goodness of God, His love, flowing from you? You know, you can walk around people, I guarantee you. I'm surprised, and I bet some of you in here have had it happen. They've asked you, you're a Christian, aren't you? They can feel it. They can feel it. They know you're different. You're not like the world. You're not like the rest of them people they've been around. You're different. And that's what they want. You just need to be showing your kindness, your love. I, I would challenge you to do this. If, if you're in Walmart, I don't care where you're at, I've prayed for people in Walmart. You see somebody and they look like they're down, they're depressed, or just things are just not right. So you look like you're really going through something. Could I pray with you and let, let's go to God with this and let Him give you that peace you need in your heart? I'll guarantee you, I bet they'll tell you, please pray with me. Many people are not in church simply because they have not been invited. I've had people tell me that. Why aren't you in church? Nobody's ever invited me. Why do they have to be? They want to feel like you want them. That you want them. That you want them to be there. You get that opportunity. Invite people to come to your church. Invite them. Make them feel needed. Make them feel wanted. Many people out there, that's the only reason they're not in church is because nobody's asked them to come to church to visit. We need to start changing some of our ways. I don't know how much time we got left. But we need to start changing our ways. You know, every, every single total believer that has filled with the Spirit, they want to do what's right. I guarantee you. But many times we don't. Because the flesh is so powerful that without God's help, we can't resist it. But if you're a Christian, God's Spirit is living on the inside of you. That Holy Spirit is there. That Holy Spirit wants to help you. It wants to help you to, to defeat that enemy that's coming against you. You know, that's why Paul tells us here in, uh, he says, Paul tells us that we must walk in the Spirit. What does he mean, walk in the Spirit? Give control to God in our walk, what we do, how we act, what we think. Submit to God and draw close to Him, and He will draw close to you. God wants to, be, God wants to live in you so much and so strong but you've got to let him. Galatians 5.16 says, Walk in the Spirit, or walk with God, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you really let God take over, get a hold of you, you do not walk in the lust of the flesh. You're not going to listen to what the flesh is saying to you because you're going to know it's wrong. And you're going to rebuke it. You'll say, God, 
You know what's going on right now? I got the flesh pulling me. And Lord, I don't want to do it. And Lord, it's awful tempting. But I don't want to do it and I'm not going to do it. Lord, I need your strength. I need your help. Please hold on to me and don't let me do these things I know you don't want me to do. To walk in the Spirit means that we are to seek and live each moment under the control and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called our comforter. He comes to comfort us in our troubles and in in all of our problems, but He also came to guide us. To guide us in the way that God wants us to walk. To do the things that God wants us to do. You'll hear these little small voices and a lot of times we don't pay attention to them. It's God speaking. And most time it's not in some big, strong, hard, loud voice. Sometimes you really have to listen. Because the world's trying to drown out God's voice. The world don't want you to hear God's voice. The world wants you to stay right where you're at. And God says, I've got so much for you. I love you so much. I've got a call on your life. Please open your ears. Listen to what I am calling you to do. And it's going to be real quiet. It's going to be real small. You're going to have to listen. And God will speak to you. It's, like I said, you're probably going to think, well, what is this? That is the very Spirit of God talking to you. He's trying to get your attention. Many times that's what he's doing, trying to get our attention so he can talk to us. The world is hollering and screaming, drowning out God's voice to keep you from hearing it. Paul tells us it is only by walking in the Spirit that we are able to resist the pull of the flesh. Otherwise, you can't resist it. You don't have that much power. If you've got the Holy Spirit, you can resist anything that the enemy or the world throws at you. It'd be great. You know, I thought about that. You know, it would be great if at the very moment of our salvation God did something that we no longer sinned, but He don't. It's up to us. He gave us that choice. He gave us a free will. It's our choice of whether we sin or whether we don't. But no, God doesn't do that. He doesn't just say, I'm not going to allow you to do it. I'm not going to it's your choice. God gives us His Spirit to teach and guide us, but He requires us to yield to that Spirit and not to the flesh. Listen to your Spirit. Listen to God speaking to you and then walk in the way that God is guiding you. But I wanted to bring this to you tonight because we all go through it. Paul went through it. Every one of us go through it. As we know, the Bible tells us that temptation itself is not a sin. Jesus was tempted, but he never sinned. You can be tempted. And God said, I will make a way of escape for you. If you want to escape. Some of us want to stay in the temptation. But God said, I'll make a way of escape. And you know some of the best ways to escape temptation? When you feel that temptation and you're in a certain place or a certain place you know that you shouldn't be, 
Best thing for you to do is turn around, walk out of that place, go get in your car and go home. Don't stand there and be tempted and tempted and tempted because you'll give in. God says, I'm making you a way of escape. Now leave. Get away from it and get out of here. I love you. But anyway, I just wanted to bring this to you tonight. I hope you got something out of it. Because we're all going to go through it. Every, bit. Every single one of us are going to go through it. But it's up to you as to what you do about it. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you are walking with us through your Holy Spirit. That that Holy Spirit lives and resides in us. Lord, thank you for that Spirit. Lord, let us hear and listen and trust that Spirit when it speaks and do what the Spirit tells us to do. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, that you give us a Spirit to help us fight this battle, this daily battle that we go through. Lord, you know that each one of us are be tempted daily. But Lord, like we said, that temptation is not a sin. The sin only comes when we fulfill the temptation. So Lord, keep us safe. Let us fight that temptation and not be tempted to do what you do not want us to do. Thank you, Lord, for everything. And Lord, those that are here tonight, please, Lord, I ask a very special blessing for each one of them. Each one of them is going through different things. But Lord, I ask you to bless them, to meet their needs, and to help them go through and do whatever it is they're doing. So Lord, we praise you and we thank you. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.